0: podcast with me Drake me Dan and me Jimmy uh, so yeah in this episode we'll be discussing Saturday's defeat to Reading uh, the performances of certain players and we'll be looking ahead to two tough games in the week ahead We good, Jimmy? Thanks for uh, standing in.
1: Well, thanks for having me on again.
0: It was it uh, wasn't good yesterday, was it? Let's be honest. No, not at all. Um, I, I actually, all I've seen is Rudd's howler for the goal. I've I've literally seen nothing else. Um, I was out with a couple of friends yesterday, pretty early on, like even before the footy had finished. So I didn't even realise we'd lost until about six o'clock. Oh God. Oh, yeah.
2: so, so my uh, my reaction would have been the first thing you saw, pretty much.
0: Pretty much. Like I said, my head was up my arse yesterday and I was out with a, a couple of mates, which is why I was just like, nope, I'm not having this. I'm muting the Facebook group here later.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a, a long drive home, to say the least. Yeah, I was going to say you drove down, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, what a stupid idea that was. <laughs> mm.
0: Anything that... I, I look at LA games and I think if it's two hours or more, I'm not doing it. That's my that's my cut-off.
1: See, my thought was, th- this curse at Reading has got to end somewhere. So yeah. I think I've been five, maybe six times now, and I don't think I've seen us win once. I think I've seen us get a draw once on a Tuesday night years ago. Alex McCarthy went for Reading. I think it was a draw. It was the season went down. I think that's the last time I've seen us pick up
0: anything there. But yeah, I, I think Ollie's pretty similar. Uh, I think he's been the last, was it the last four times, Dan? He said he'd been I or something think,
2: like that. I think he's been four of the
0: last five. Never seen us win. Yeah, um, we were saying to him in the Facebook group, we were like, and I, I think it's about time to not go. Yeah,
1: it's now on the list way. with it's now on the list with Swansea. It's uh, I had Swansea on the list of never going again, and now Reading's just joined it. So one
2: yeah. uh, one of mine uh, for that is Barnsley at home. We always lose two one when I see us play Barnsley at home.
0: You uh, missed. you missed the treat the
1: other week. Yeah, he did. I think I, I think I'm similar to that. I, I remember being away last time we played Barnes and we got bitty mm. And obviously, I was on a plane when we beat them five-one. So probably need to go away every time we play them.
0: I was going to say there's worse things to be doing. Oh yeah, I know. But yeah, riding away. I think the international break curse strikes again. Um, mm. Although saying that. As you've, yeah. as you've got in your notes Dan yeah. is it, is my, it the my, international my...
2: break or is it just Reading away Reading away or indeed the curse of Declan Rod you can take your pick
1: well yeah <laughs> it's a funny one isn't it really I mean Ollie's just put something on hasn't he about we've only won twice out last 10
0: after an international break yeah just saying that on Deep that Digest
1: <laughs> yeah um, I didn't know the record was that bad because I thought you know I know someone mentioned it out of the ground last, yesterday and I was like well we've beat Brentford you know Back in September, I thought, oh, it's not that bad. But then when you look at yeah. the uh, start, it's like, it is actually a bit of an issue, I think. I had
0: a look at the games for my match preview that I wrote on Thursday, I think it was. And I think, barring the Brentford game...
2: Last season, it was only the Blackburn
0: win. It was just the Blackburn yeah. game last season, yeah. Yeah, not not a, a particularly good uh, return, to be honest. Is it just momentum?
1: Because obviously, you know, we've we've had we've been on a bit of a crest of a wave, haven't we? And then yeah. it's like the the break has come at the wrong time again, and then it just stops again. It just puts stops in the tracks more than anything.
0: I think know. that's what I'd put it down to. Um, with with the team that we've got, the squad that we've got, sorry, and the way that we play, or the way that we were playing in the build up to the international break, I think when everything comes grinding to a halt like that, I think it is largely down to momentum.
2: There's definitely a sense of inertia when they get out there, isn't there? Mm.
1: Yeah. Yes, was a funny game because I mean, the first five minutes, really didn't touch the ball. We just played keep well, and we played at a decent tempo. And then, yeah. I don't know how or why, but they sort of woke up after ten fifteen minutes, and we just their, their energy was good. I, I, you know, to be fair to them, you know, it seems like they had a bit about them, seemingly they have sat the manager, which I wasn't really expecting to have. Yeah, uh, and I mean. Yeah, they they completely nullified our three centre midfielders. That number fourteen, I don't know his name. Um, it had a bit of a funny name, I couldn't pronounce, but he was excellent. Ran ran the game for me.
0: Wasn't uh, Ovi Ovadia, was it?
1: Possibly. Yeah, it, it was a similar name to that. Um, but it no. might be worth looking at. But he, he was excellent. He, um, plenty of energy about him, run with the ball, just and the way they set up, it just completely counted. Gally Pearson and, and DJ. DJ just could not get into the game, yesterday
0: <clears throat> Yeah, Olivier. Yeah, mm. you were good. Impressive him. he's uh, is Liverpool, Liverpool kid, isn't it? He? Yeah, he's on loan. I think they've got um, they've either got a deal in place to buy him in the summer, or they've got an obligation to buy him in the summer. Um, again, this is from what I was reading about in preparation for writing my match preview. Um, good player though. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell you had something about him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I got I got the impression listening to the commentary that it was very much a game of keep-ball for the first five minutes, as you said, Jimmy. Um, and then it, it seemed almost out of nowhere that they started to come into it a little bit.
1: You're not wrong, honestly. It was um, strange that the, the energy and it just seemed to up the tempo all of a sudden. And it was like they were straight in our faces. And it's one of the first games I've seen us play where we just couldn't deal with another team's energy yeah it was like watching us you know the first sort of 10-15 games of Alex Neil's first season when he was literally yeah, yeah, yeah. we were in the in the face he's playing at a really high tempo and I, I suppose it was we just couldn't get near him. and you know it was every time we got the ball we looked hurried um apart from at fullback when we had seemed to have too much time mm. so Fisher and Hughes each were taking three, four, five touches and slowing the game down. And it was like, well, and that just let Reading get their shape back. Yeah. Um, But I thought tactically it was a bit of a funny game yesterday. It was um, the two wide players in, in terms of Maguire and Barcais, and that's the highest I've seen them play mm. in terms of without the ball. Um, But then obviously when they did get the ball, they went quite narrow. Yeah. Um, I've just seen the... um there's something on who scored about their shape when they've actually got the ball and you, you look at it, it's really narrow across mm-hmm. the whole pitch apart from Hughes and Fisher who, are the, who look like, I suppose, just very much pushed on full-backs. Yeah, our only real outlets, if you will. Yeah, but and whilst they did get quite a bit of the ball, they didn't actually do much with it. I mean, I'll come on to Fisher in a bit, but his crossing yesterday was abysmal. You know, it was it was like Exocet missiles across the box, but, you know, seven, eight foot in the air. Yeah, you know, and if you do edit, you're not going to be able to have it on target. Yeah, so.
0: I think um, to concede in the way we did as well. In I mean, from from what I'd seen online, like I said, I was I was out sort of early on yesterday, so I didn't even listen to the last sort of five ten minutes of the game. But from what a few Reading fans were saying, was that it was our own time wasting that essentially led to the seven minutes added time. Was is, is that but, the case? Or?
1: No, not for me. I thought that both teams were at it. Both teams. And neither. And it, you got to probably seventy seventy five minutes, and neither team wanted to win. For me, yeah. you know, they were both quite happy with the point. And you know, Redding's gamesmanship was just as bad as ours. And yeah. you know, Fisher was up to his usual tricks, as we've probably all seen. You know, yeah. in terms Ch- of Towns and he's probably up there with the best I've seen. Uh, you I know, we're quite used to it now, aren't we? Yeah, and I mean, he got a a, is it a beaker or a beater. you got him a booked. Beater, after, yeah. yeah, he got in booked after nine minutes from rolling around. You know, and it, yeah, he might have he might have put one on him a little bit, but he nowhere near as bad as the reaction. Yeah. And ref Hotline and Sinker fell the ref was poor yesterday, by the way. Um, had no control yeah. of the game.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it, I got that impression. Like I said, I was listening to the commentary initially on I Follow, and then put the radio on when I was in the car and the, the guys on Radio Lancashire were saying basically that the refs ruined the game, just pull, pulling up and blowing up for anything and everything that he could.
1: There was an occasion, we we, we were breaking free about five minutes to go and the number four, I think, the, the centre, the other centre half, one got a head injury and blood on his shirt, which you can't really complain about him from going down on. Um, But there's another occasion he's just sat in the centre circle, we were on a break, we were probably three, or I think it was four v three yeah and rest blown up no head injury and it's like well come on you've got to have a bit of consistency yeah uh, but no he, he spoiled what could have been a decent game but it wasn't really a bad foul during the game Though, apart from Pearson's booking which to be fair he took one for the team with his booking yesterday you can't really complain about his booking yeah because yeah. he's, yeah. he's, he's nailed him and fair play to him to be fair because you know if he'd got through that then we could have been right in it
0: Um. yeah I think just on that Pearson thing as well, we're what over a quarter away of the uh, way of we're over a quarter of the way into the season now, and he's not been missing for any games through this suspension. Either. Uh, you, it's in your notes isn't it Jimmy that he's on his fourth now
1: yeah, yeah it's his fourth now isn't it? someone mentioned coming out the ground that oh it's his fifth booking he's, he's missing for Saturday and I was like mm. but obviously he's not uh, missing for Tuesday sorry but obviously it was only his fourth so yeah he probably will be missing for Saturday because he'll probably get booking Tuesday night but, yeah um, <laughs> yeah what can we do it's um it was a funny one yesterday I mean we we have had chances I mean I, I know they're not any of the highlights that I've seen but there's there's at least two in the first half. There's one that is on the highlights of Barca's and trying to chest the ball down for some bizarre reason. Uh, but he had a chance just before that, and it just got caught under his feet.
0: Yeah. And is it the one that ended up sort of toe poking at the keeper? Yeah. It was. And to be fair,
1: that's a chance, and for somebody that's got this um, clinical edge about him, as I think yeah. we've been talking about it in the press, and it's all, funny because we we
0: mentioned it, didn't we, Dan? A yeah. couple of yeah.
1: weeks
2: ago, I, I made a very uh,
1: pointed
2: tweet point. um, um, pointed tweet about it the uh, the day before uh, on Friday afternoon actually and seems to have come back to bite me somewhat uh,
0: shit happens doesn't it yeah it, it i mean it does not don't make him any less of um, a finisher
2: no the stats are there he's still a very reliable goal scorer it just wasn't his
1: day yeah he's had a bit, he's had a good season to be fair with his finishing so can't really yeah, yeah, knock yeah, I can't yeah knocking for that
0: arguably being played out of position as well. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, can't really disagree. I mean, he's Nugent yesterday was a bit, was, was isolated. So you can't I, I can't really slate Nugent too much yesterday because he got no service, got no help. He was, um, mm. and he was up against three centre-halves. So I don't know why, <laughs> you know, he's 34 years old, we can't expect him to work miracles. Mm. Um, but for me yesterday, I mean, we've had two weeks to set up for a game, you know, and that performance yesterday was just not good enough. No. And I think the manager said it himself, you know, we, uh, I, said, I said it out of time, I said we were a little disjointed and I, you know, I got called negative by someone on Twitter, I don't have a clue who it is, but it was true, <laughs> we couldn't keep hold of the ball, you know, we had five minutes in that first like, that first five minutes where we did alright yeah. you know, with the ball, but after that, I don't think we strung five, six, seven passes together all game and we're used to keeping the ball really well. Yeah. You know, and that comes from the back usually you know you're usually playing that across your back four and then obviously using your midfield. You, you, you know your midfielders dropping off and then obviously creating space for them front three but we just didn't do that yesterday i just thought i just thought we were poor from front to back um the goal we've conceded i mean as i think everyone spoke about is we've got a free kick 30 yards from goal and that is at the game and we still lost the game one 0 i just don't understand that it's a poor delivery by Harrod. Uh, we've had a corner a couple of minutes before that as well actually and yeah, Adige, yeah. DJ's not beat the first man so come on you know it's like simple you simple know, stuff at that point yeah in the day. and especially when you know it, it, there was always going to be a chance to win it for either side and we've had two chances and not done anything with them and then didn't get that one sh- you know it's a pot shot that yeah, we'll come on to it in a bit you know he's <laughs> probably I don't think he's done that bad with the first attempt to be fair because it's you know it He's pushed mm. it away. Yeah, he's probably pushed it into um, a bad area. Yeah, but the, set, the second shot, you know, let's let his wrists, you know, forgive the pun with him being, you know, what he is, but it's just <laughs> not right, is it? It's like, you can't do that, and it's how many times you can keep doing that for us, but. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll come on to
0: that in later on in the pod. Um, yeah.
1: Just my final thing is, I think Alex neal has got caught out a little bit tactically yesterday. I've just listened to his post match on, on Lanx, and. He said he thought they'd set up differently to how the previous manager did. And obviously it was exactly the same as what he was as what they used to set up like. Yeah. Mm. And he's not usually getting found out tactically, but he's got caught out yesterday. And that's unlike him.
0: Yeah, in my match preview, when uh, obviously at the end of each preview, they sort of predicted 11. And I had Nugent dropping out and going back to the... The front three of Harrit, Barkay, and Maguire, Johnson in behind. Because I thought, if on the off chance that they do stick with how they were playing previously, and they do have the back three as has sort of happened with Nugent, he's like you he said, at thirty-four years old, he's going to struggle coming up against three centre backs, and when you've got the likes of Miazga and Liam uh, um,
2: right. Le- Le- Moore is Leon one. Moore. Of
0: centre-backs yeah, the league. You know, yeah. it, he's he's going to struggle. It's not like he's playing playing Barnsley again. Um, everyone knows how bad they were defensively. So, yeah, I think I, I tend to agree with you on that one, Jimmy, that he has probably been caught out.
1: Yeah. I just think if he had gone with Harrod, because it did look, he had plenty of energy about him when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done I mean, all right this season so far. Yeah. Not, yeah. He's not really had much chance either, has he really? He's not really had the chances no. that he'd probably be
0: expecting to have. But he still managed to somewhat justify his limited appearances with with the with the goals that he scored and whatnot. So Yeah. Yeah. Tough one I think. Um I think he can count himself hard done by. Mm. But yeah, you, you mentioned it earlier on, Jimmy. The full backs. I think Hughes has obviously been out for well, I'd say probably the majority of the season so far. Um, Fish has not played for a few weeks with his suspension and then obviously going into the, into the international break. Should maybe Neil have kept faith in Rafferty, someone that, OK, he's got his drawbacks, but if I'm a right fullback, who's playing at left fullback that doesn't have his drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh. But he's he's been fairly consistent. You know, you look at our record with him in the team, was it maybe a little bit harsh to drop him straight away? Bring Hughes back in, considering the amount of time Hughes has been out.
2: Yeah, I think it was harsh, and I mean, I definitely have been tempted to keep him in because I think my main reason for saying that is um, a lot of managers say they want to cultivate this atmosphere of like every place is up for grabs. There's always competition for places, but I mean, if Hughes is just drafted straight back in as soon as he's past fit again. Just worry that there's not really any reward
1: for the effort Rafferty's put in. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I, I suppose when I saw the team I thought that's our strongest eleven. Yeah. And I, I was I was like, okay, it's a bit harsh on Rafferty. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk on the stand yesterday, like what's he actually been done to be to be left out? Mm. But personally I can see why you'd put your first choice left back in, you know, but neither of them melt themselves yesterday. You know, no, either the full backs. You know.
0: I get I get that about putting your first choice left back in, but there's still loads of loads of games to play and I think obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But mm. I don't I don't think Neil would have been too critiqued if he'd have if he'd have gone with Rafferty and maybe you know, given maybe Darnell a rest with ten fifteen to go, move Rafferty over, bring Hughes on, give him ten fifteen, twenty minutes at the end of the game, just to get his eye in. And go from there, but yeah, I, I don't think many He's would probably... argue or disagree that the team we started with yesterday, barring maybe Nugent out of the squad and Harropin, is probably our strongest 11.
1: He just probably gives you a bit of balance, which mm. you know, I, I suppose Alex Neil probably likes his team, to you know, a, a natural left foot left back, yeah. Um. Especially is it Meets M- M- Mighty whatever his name is it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had, he he looked lively, you know. And to be fair, he got past Hughes a couple of times yesterday. Um, I think that's the thing I like about Rafferty because he, he he jockeys and he, he he jockeys. Yeah, and obviously he tries to put them on the on his good side. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. You know, I think tough one. Neither, it? Yeah, and neither the fullbacks did it yesterday came out with any credit. You know, I think, you know, someone put on Twitter before, you, you might as well put Alan Brown at right back, mm. you know, because Darnell has the worst game ever in a long time. Um, Hugh's usually steady, but, you know, he just slowed everything down. Every time he got the ball, he, flat, he was flat-footed, he got, caught, he got caught in possession. There was a, a, an incident in the first half where him and Maguire just miscommunicated and they've both left the ball and they've counted on the back of it. And it's just like, it just looked completely off the pace. It looked like, you know, I know we've had these bounce games, but it looks like he's not actually taken anything from them. Yeah. Um, Other than just minutes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see Rafferty back in Tuesday,
0: personally. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think, well, that leads us on to, unless Dan, have you got anything to add?
2: Not really. I mean, I'm I'm like you, I've not seen much else other than the
0: goal. No, I've I've just had one of them weekends this weekend. Um, yeah, so just last last point then before we go to a break. Um, Jaden Stockley came on again and by all accounts, again, like I said, I've not seen anything, but by all accounts, didn't really affect the game that much.
1: We changed shape when he came on. He went for, we went 4-1, 4-1 um, with Pearson Holder and him up front on his own. And to be fair, he got a shot on target, which is, you know, more than more than he usually does, but um, no. To be fair to him yesterday, he, he worked quite hard, but he, he was he was quite had, a, had a, a bit of an aggressive streak in him. I think I mentioned that last time I was, I was on the pod. Yeah. He seems to have this. I don't know. I didn't see him as being that aggressive of a target man, but um, just just didn't win much yesterday. He's, he mm. can work hard, but I just don't think it's going to work out for him, unfortunately.
2: I, I don't. I think we've mentioned before on the pod that we'd like
1: to see him be a little bit more in their faces somewhat mm issue year yesterday was the ref- well the referee wouldn't allow any of that, Ooh. so you know I think that's i think he's gone up for the header that their lad their lad's headed his head and cut himself but um yeah i I just, I just can't see it working out for him unfortunately and
0: no, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't i don't I honestly don't see where he goes from in our Bar, barring some unfortunate injuries to the rest of our forwards i just i don't see where he gets a chance mm Where's Andre Green, by the way? Well, yeah, another another good point. Not been anywhere near the squad. It's like Brandon Barker all over again, isn't it? I, I'd go as far as saying it's probably a bit worse than that. I think Barker was, until he was injured, especially early stages of last season, he was sort of always in and around the uh, subs bench. It
1: mm. yeah, was with his injuries, you Barker. With yeah. He's hamstring twice, and I mean... Yeah, it's a bit of a funny one, really. He's not played since Forrest away. He came on for the last five, six minutes. Yeah. He's just been missing since. It's um, yeah, a bit of a strange one.
0: Very. Oh, I wouldn't be against maybe... I uh, suppose if he's if he's here and he's settled, then you can't say no to having an extra body. But if if he did end up going back to Villa in January, I don't think it would be a massive shock. Uh, I don't think Villa would want him here. Personally. The no, minutes. I mean if, if another club came in for him on loan and Villa looked at it and thought, well he's not getting much minute many minutes at North End. I don't know. It's one of them, you know, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Well
2: I thought when when he joined us, he wasn't exactly a world beater at Pompey last year, was he? And I thought, is that really gonna be the sort of signing that makes an impact?
0: He, he could have, to be fair.
2: Mm. Uh, he's He never seemed the type for me.
0: No, even, I think, when he was... Much. Obviously, Villa recalled him in January, didn't he, last year? Yeah. Of, I think, was it because of injuries or something? I think so, yeah. And I think, he, did he score one goal and get one assist in half-season for Villa? Mm. Something like that. Not, not exactly um, a... Record to get excited about, if you will. But,
2: yeah. Is it a strong Villa team as well?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Stockley's a, a tough one. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised. Pardon me. Oh, Jesus. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, to see him go out on loan in January, go to a League One side or a League Two side, get mm. playing again, get his mojo back a little bit.
1: It depends what we what we bring in as well.
0: Well, if, if
1: we bring if, it in. If, yeah, good point. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: we have this record, don't we, of having a very quiet January if uh, if, we, if we're if we quote-unquote on target and not having a horror show of a season. Mm-hmm. We usually don't make a great deal of investment in the January and strikers cost money. And I just think Stockley will probably end up being...
1: I'm not sure, if we, I'm not sure so. if we can have two transfer windows when we've not invested in a row. Or not invested in the actual starting eleven. I, yeah, I think that could be that could be a bit of an issue. I mean, I've mentioned somewhere else on, the, on my notes, but where the hell's Tom Bayless? Mm. Why the hell is he? I mean, is he just not good enough? What? What's the script?
0: Again, another odd one. Um, he's looked okay in the cup games that I've seen, but I wouldn't say anything more than that. Really, he's played twice, I'm like... I mean, we have paid good money for him.
1: Mm-hmm. He's played twice. And we were and you know we were crying out for a left back and a keeper in the window and a striker to some degree as well. And we signed a centre midfielder that we on, on good just, you on know using. Good money, and we just he's just not getting anywhere in the team.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's an odd one. Um, I'm I'm going to go down the lines of I think he's probably not quite ready yet.
2: Yeah, he's still only twenty.
0: It looked raw in the game as yeah. yeah, it looked okay against Bradford. Um and, and like you said, probably you, you could tell his, his, his youth and whatnot against uh Hull in that game. Yeah, flashes in the whole game, but nothing nothing yeah. more really. Mm. Um but yeah, I think we'll call that part one boys. Cool. I'll uh, I'll go and grab a brute come back and we'll crack
2: on. I find it really hard to think of anything to say because I just didn't watch the game. (laughs) To
1: be honest, mate, there's nothing much you can say about the game because it was shite.
0: back to part two of the From the Finny podcast. In this part of the pod, we'll talk about Nugent's performance up against the back three, uh, Rudd costing us again, shock. And we'll also look ahead to a home double header uh, with Leeds on Tuesday and Blackburn Rovers at home on Saturday. So yeah, David Nugent. Uh, as I've said before, I've not watched the full ninety back. Uh, I know Ollie's been quite stout. I would say, Is that, would you would you say that Dan? And his, his opinions of of Nuge after yesterday. Uh, it, it,
2: it depends how much trouble
0: you want to get Ali in, really. No, <laughs> I think it depends how much trouble I want to get in with Ali. <laughs> yeah. more to the point. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've said it before, things- and I'll, I'll say it again. I, I'm not, I'm not, not a fan of Nuge, but at the same time, I don't think he's the answer. Um, and as we've mentioned in the first part with Stockley for me it just emphasises the need for another forward to come in in January um, Nugent's obviously going to have his good days and his bad days see Barnsley and then obviously no further than Reading for for the bad days but I felt safe for him yesterday pardon? I felt safe for him yeah I because... was going to say cut him a bit of slack he, you know he's obviously going to struggle a bit coming up against the back three at his age
1: and, and a big back for it that. Mm. Very much isolated. I mean, the the two lads playing off him were playing that wide that, that you know, they couldn't support him. DJ was wasn't anywhere near him. Yeah. So it, it's you know he's had that chance second half with the header. And I mean to be fair, if you watch the move back, you know he's actually started the move by dropping off deep. I think he's played it to Pearson, or we've, we've built it up, and his timing's great for the for the header. It's just it's anywhere but down the keeper's throat. Yeah, you know, it, you know, you can't knock him. It's, it's great timing for the header as well. I mean, if you watch his run, his it, he's art, it's perfect. Yeah. It's just literally don't put it down, keeper, so and it's a good. No, exactly know, goal. We, we mentioned uh,
2: a couple of pods ago, actually, that Nugent, uh, his experience in the Premier League, is going to be vital to whether he can be impactful for us because mm-hmm. his, his movement, like you said, for that chance was very good. And that's the way he's going to get chances for us. He just needs to, I mean, like like you said last week, Jake. He needs one just to get the monkey off his back. Yeah, uh,
0: I think you know he, he scores that chance at home against Barnsley or the one at, at Reading, mm. and and I think we see a different player going forward.
1: Mm. Uh, when Hugel first, so, anyway. yeah. first came, that was very similar. Just needed a bit. Just needed a, a couple of goals, and yeah. then they, they started flowing after that. Yeah.
2: You know, he, took a, he took a while, didn't he, Nugent? He got a couple in a few cup games. Nugent Hugo?
1: Hugo, Hugo sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it took him yeah. ages to start scoring in the league, but as soon as he started scoring, you just couldn't really That's stop it. him at that point.
0: No, and I think it was quite clear as well for Hugo when he came that he, he was our sort of cup striker. Mm. Um, yeah... I...
1: Admittedly, obviously, the opposite ends of the careers. You know, Hugo, when, when he first came, he was very oh, yeah, raw, you know. But and, and he's probably come to the end of his career, unfortunately. But it's, for me, I just, I just felt so yesterday. It, was, it wasn't his sort of game. And I think Neil's got to look at, take a bit of the flat, flat. Because obviously, if he knew they were going to play with three at the back, I don't think he'd have started him personally. Mm. Because it just, it's not his sort of game.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said. Uh, I've, I've not watched the game back I'm hearing what Ollie said I'm reading on some areas like Facebook Twitter on the forum and stuff that he didn't play well and then in equal measure I'm seeing you know he's he's like you said Jimmy and I tend to agree with you he's he's obviously going to struggle coming up against three big centre-backs yeah. um, most people I've seen
2: talk about it mentioned him being crowded out more than yeah. having a bad game so to speak
1: yeah
0: um, I mean whether we see him on Tuesday or not it's another matter um, it's going to be an interesting one anyway
1: yeah I think it's I've not seen much of Le- I know they're on TV every week but I've not seen much of Leeds this season
0: no I haven't really I've heard a lot about them that they keep possession make loads of chances but don't score a lot mm-hmm.
2: they win 1-0 and, at the weekend yeah hey? they won 1-0 at the weekend didn't they yeah. It Birmingham? yeah, Birmingham at home.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and their record's better away from home this season, isn't it, I think, so far? Yeah, they're picking up a lot of 1-0s at home. I think mm. That was
1: the third or fourth, I think it was. Um, yeah, they're not scoring that many, uh, I mean, at home especially. Um, it'd be a funny game, I think, Tuesday. i I, I generally no idea what to expect.
0: No, we, could, we
1: could t- we could turn up we could do what we've done before you know he, he's had him in today he'll have him in tomorrow they could have had an absolute pasting and then they'll turn up and they'll just you know they could blitz him you know or it's it's, season. yeah they could do that or they could get an absolute pasting I, I yeah. gem, well, have we'll, no we'll idea what on, to
0: expect come on to that in a bit yeah. Um, but yeah Declan I think again has cost us like you said, Jimmy, it was getting to the point in the game where both teams looked like they were just happy with a nil-nil. Neither team really wanted to win it, and then we've had two opportunities up there end of the pitch in ninety fifth, ninety sixth minute, and they've come down the other end and scored. For
1: me, I mean, he's made three probably regulation saves in the first half. Um, he's made a couple of takes second half. He's not actually had that much to do. In the, in the game that's stand out. And I thought that, you know, probably the kiss of death really, but I thought he'd act, he was actually getting somewhere. You know, and I think he's not, he's been cutting out the mistakes in general, Um especially the ones leading to goal, goal chances. Mm. Um But it's just, it's just not good enough, unfortunately. That, that you know, 97th minute of the game, whether it's pressure, whether it's, I don't know what it is. But we can't keep we can't make those sort of mistakes. Cause it's, cost, it's cost us a point. Luckily, it's not cost us. You know, if we were in a winning position, he's made it. It's cost us two. Mm. So I look at it in that way as well. That it, you know, it's only cost us a point, but it's a point that could be really important at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think going going back to the start of the season, obviously, I think it was a pretty well known secret that we wanted to bring a new keeper in in the summer. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, then you go into the Millwall game we've got what 40 minutes on the board, 35 minutes on the board and he's just an absolute howler pretty much so you're thinking like fucking hell here we go again and I think from then until maybe the Barnsley game I think he's sort of improved a bit booked his ideas up like you said Jim he looked like he was sort of getting somewhere and then the Barnsley game, was it the Barnsley game? No, it was a Bristol City game. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the first one, I'm not right sure. I don't, I don't, I think he's just being a bit soft. The Bristol City player pushed DJ, who went into Rudd, and Rudd just went flat on his arse and.
2: And just watch the ball float over him.
0: And... Watch the ball go in. I mean, you, you don't know. Uh, it's hard to judge force and whatnot off a of video replay. But to me, it looked a bit soft. He could have maybe done a bit more.
2: But I mean, as as we mentioned at the time, once you've gone, once you've gone down, he still probably had time to get back up again. Mm. So he sat there with his hands out, complaining to the referee.
1: He tried to buy it, hasn't he?
2: He tried to yeah. buy the free kick. Mm. So, yeah. It's um, it's those things. I mean, the goal yesterday. I made the point that both of the save. I mean, the quote unquote save that led that led to the chance, which then led to the goal. They're both camera dives. Like the first one, I think any goalkeeper worth his salt gathers it. If if at the very minimum pushes it somewhere that's not straight out into the six yard box, and it's those types of mistakes that bother me probably even more than, you know, I mean, obviously there's the infamous Birmingham incident, but it's the ones that are choices that bother me a little bit more. Cause like you said, Jake, whether it's the pressure of a situation that gets to him or something and affects his decision-making, but it's just so unreliable.
0: Mm. Yeah. He's, he's not the answer. Um, Obviously he's out of contract at the end of the season. The issue Ripley for me is Ripley's obviously not up to much because he's yeah. he's been here what coming up to a year now I think mm. yeah in January yeah
2: and ironically his best game for us was probably against City I agree
0: with that yeah
1: but yeah just looks uh, he just doesn't look the answer unfortunately I mean he had a good chance at the back end of last season to really cement his spot and he completely blew it for me
0: yeah he did uh, what was it six goals conceded in two games yeah. By the way, Ripley's not the answer. Just it's yeah, he's no, just, not, just not the answer. Um, I
1: mean, you don't, you know, we don't sniff round keepers as much as we're doing. Some, you know, Christian Walton that went to Rovers, Muric, obviously that felt a bit at Forest, um, mm. and obviously they've got that other lad in now. It's you, you don't go actively searching for goalkeeper if you believe in the number one. No. Um, so you know, for me, it's. I think I think Neil knows that it's an issue, I, and I think that's why he's brought Golden as well. And I, yeah, I'm never going to slate Cudworth because I think he's done a he's done a good job in the circumstances. Yeah, um, I agree. However, you know we do need a little bit of experience there as well. And if you can bring Cudworth on as a keeper coach, as well as being able to bring on our keepers as well, and we have got an issue with keepers. I mean Hudson isn't going to be ready. Um, no, Crow he's isn't good enough. he been in the
0: enough. squad now for what five years.
1: He, trained as a, he was a scholar, weren't he? So he's, yeah. he's, he's going through through the ranks. I mean, he's made, what, one appearance when he came on at, at Leeds, was it? Yeah, when Pitford Leeds, got sent Leeds away, off? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Under, under
1: Grayson, yeah. Um, and, I mean, he people went on loan to Bury.
2: excited about him because he made one save.
1: I think people got excited <laughs> about him because he got called up to a, was it an England under-20 camp or something like that, and he was oh, quite highly thought of at one point. Alan Kelly yeah. spoke highly of him. Um However, you know when he went on to Bury, I think he's played. He only played the JPT games. He get he played in a game um, away at Rangers in a friendly, and they got beat five nil, and a couple of goals were his fault. Um, and that was his debut. I think it was the day after he signed for him. Yeah, um, and he just wasn't didn't look good enough. Um, yeah. so I I can't see that working out. You know, Crow's obviously not good enough.
0: Um, yeah, the less
1: so about him the better. Yeah, so you've got four keepers, and. The jury's out on all. You know, the the jury's out on at least two. You know, in terms of the first two, you know, the first two first teamers, mm. and then the two backups, uh, pretty much training ground keepers. Mm. Yeah, I think Maxwell's had his day as well. Absolutely. He was our best keeper. <laughs> oh, I don't want to agree with that. Uh, <laughs> he, he, was, he was solid for a season, Maxwell. And... Yeah, depends, depends. He swept well, but he was eccentric, and he was eccentric at Fleetwood you know and it was always he, he probably has more mistakes in him than Mud does you know yeah. it, because you know it'd even be his kick in or he'd you know come for one and drop one like he did at, at Fulham you know it was like well, you know well, it's
0: we've had our best season under Neil with him in that so
1: we've not conceded that many this season so far have we I mean no you know, I mean
0: in terms of Final position in the league, Neil's first season. We finished seventh. Maxwell played pretty much the entire season, didn't he? Did he swap him halfway through?
1: Can't remember. It's three years ago. A lots happened since then, but I'm pretty sure he swapped him halfway through.
0: I don't think he did because I remember Maxwell being at fault for the what ultimately cost us finishing in the top six, the derby free kick at home that went under the wall and beat him at the near post. And that was what, ten games to go? Seven games to go, something like that. Don't remember that game. And then obviously, we ended up missing out on the playoffs by one point to Derby. Oh god, yeah. I do remember that
1: game because it went in his. Um, yeah, yeah oh, it came it in, in from there, the, the uh, yeah. in front of the cops, Sorry. Yeah, it came in from the finish side. The the ball yeah. didn't it? Yeah, I remember that.
0: Tom Lawrence and it went under the wall and beat him at his near post.
1: Yeah, we played sixteen times that season in the League Maxwell thirty. So would must have had a run at some point.
0: I think probably around January, Christmas, January time maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it's, he's obviously not coming back, is he? I'd be very surprised. Mm.
2: I think actually um, Maxwell flattered to deceive sometimes because he was quite good at saving penalties, and that's what made me quite a big fan of him for a while until I started to cotton on to him not being very good. It's a little bit like it's a little 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 bit like um. How I was uh, from the Finney's last holdout on Stockley, because <laughs> yeah. eh, he pops up with important goals sometimes. Let's just ease up. But no, no, nope. I, my, it's my, my problem, lads. Is I'm too nice. I'm
0: too <laughs> forgiving. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, since since all this began, I've become uh, I've become a lot more cutthroat in terms of my cut-off point with players. I used to be a lot more like you, Dan, Yeah, and willing to give players more of a chance, but... No, no, I'm not. I've, I've gone,
2: I've gone the opposite direction. I was, um, I mean, uh, probably the person who knows me best from when I used to be an absolute melt was Ollie <laughs> on, Yeah, on, on Twitter. On Twitter, I used to be horrendous. And like, I was one of those people who like reacted to the Rotherham fans, slating Fisher, when he signed for us. I was like, oh No. <laughs>
1: He's, to be fair, when you went to Rotherham that season and you saw him get turned inside out by McGeady, yeah, you know, I was a little bit on the fence. But he had a good game yeah. the, in the home game at Deepdale. I think it was about second or third last game of the season. He had a good game against McGeady. Yeah. Mm.
0: I
2: thought he did all right. It was a 1 1 draw that game against Rotherham at home. That was when Stevie May scored, wasn't it? Last game of the season. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm. Stevie May. Another waste of money. <laughs> yeah, so this week, two big games. Um... We've got, obviously, Leeds at home on Tuesday night. Rovers at home on the Saturday. Um, I think if you'd have given me four points from these three games, I'd have been happy and I'd have probably said a win away at Reading. Draw against Leeds and then anything can happen against Rovers. Mm -hmm. Local derby. Um, I think now, obviously, we've lost at Reading. These two games become even more important. Um I've said it in the past on here that if we're serious about going for the playoffs by sort of 20 points into the season, uh, 20 games into the season, sorry, we need to have consolidated like a top 10 position, I think, and look, and look like we're comfortably up there to give ourselves the best opportunity in the second half of the season to have a run at something and and give ourselves a bit of a platform to build from. And I think these next two games, that would obviously take us to fourteen played, would it? I think we're on twelve now. Yeah, we're on twelve at the moment. you know, fourteen games into the season, I think if you can look at that and say, okay, we're in in the top ten, quite maybe not comfortably, but you know, there, there thereabouts, maybe three four points off the playoffs. I think at that point, then you can start to say, hey, all right, we've we've got something going here. Um, so I think personally for me these next two games are massive I think you could probably go
1: one after as well and include Charlton in this the, this batch of four I, I sort of classed it yeah. as because Charlton again is exactly the same points as us um, and Leeds as your two games that are going to be tough in terms of teams that are in and around you Yeah, Rovers obviously a derby but not in great form I think it's probably a good time to play them in a way um,
0: yeah I think I agree with you on that one and then obviously um
1: it's just, it's just a bit of a funny. On we should have got something yesterday. I mean, you know, you can't get beat off a team in the bottom three, despite it being early on in the season. But after these next three, then you you're third of the way through the season. Then you're on fifteen games. Yeah. So you can. I suppose it will start. I suppose being visible then in terms of who's going to be whereabouts, but it is really tight. The league, you know. No, it I, is, think, yeah. I think. Our team will probably run away with it, whether it be West Brom or Leeds, probably West Brom the way they're playing. Um, But then after that, I mean, I think from second to 11th at the minute, there's six points separating it. You know, and there's nothing in it really. So it is very tight, this league this season. Um,
0: From West Brom at the top to Bristol City in ninth, there's five points. Even Fulham in 10th, there's only six points.
1: And they got beat yesterday, didn't they, Pistol City? I mean, that's only their, what, second defeat of the season. I, I think they're going to be top six. You know, personally, I think they've got a lot of, a lot about them this season. Yeah. Um, but I think it's anyone's, you know, the other three spots for the top six.
0: Um, I think if we come out of these next two games with something, um, I, I think at the moment, I'd take two draws, to be honest. I mean, I, I know a lot of people probably would disagree with me, two home games, but I would I would take two draws. I'd definitely take a point from Leeds.
2: I mean, I know it seems the obvious one to go for a point in, but yeah.
0: My, my thing with Rovers, like you said, Jimmy, they seem to be in a bit of a... I wouldn't say they're in bad form, but they're not particularly in scintillating form either. But the thing with games like that is that they can... The players, you know full well the players are going to be up for it.
1: You'd hope they are, well, you'd hope they are, wouldn't you? But, I mean, yeah, true. Listening to Moby on the radio yesterday, I just, it just didn't inspire me with any sort of confidence that they're going to do anything in the next couple of of games. I mean, they've got a really tough game tomorrow, um, Tuesday night against Birmingham. Um, So, just wait and see with them. I mean, I won't be happy unless we put six past them personally. I can't stand them.
0: (laughs) I would absolutely oh, I'm gonna sound like Keegan. <laughs>
1: oh, I can't stick I cannot stand them. Mm. So
0: I've got uh to go to there
2: tomorrow, you know.
0: You've got what? I've
2: got to go to Blackburn tomorrow.
0: Oh, that's unfortunate, mate. I've faster I it every day. It's the best part of my day. Make <laughs> sure
1: you have your jabs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean for for me these next two games are really important. Obviously it's but it's about obviously keeping the fans on the side as well because yeah. you come out of these if you, if you don't, if you win this in three games, then obviously that's gonna, you, you know, the dissenters are gonna start again, aren't they? And everyone's gonna, go, oh, I'm not paying my money to go on, blah blah blah. You know, you d- yeah. you d- people don't need an excuse in personal unfortunately, not to go to Deepdale. So, absolutely do not. I mean, so you know, there's a chance here. We play well Tuesday night. Gets a few more on for Saturday. Gets people back through the gate, which is what we need at the day. Because without that, you know, we, we can't complain about us not getting new, new signings in January if we're not getting people through the gate.
0: Oh, exactly. It's give and take. And that, yeah, I think, yeah, two big games. I just hope that we get, like you say, Jimmy, a few a few fans through the door. Give them something to go home with, whether it's a good performance and maybe a, a narrow defeat or a draw on Tuesday night and then, you know, get get the ground rocking and get it somewhat full again against Rovers on Saturday. Yeah, um, I, th- I
1: think this thing on two, the, the two home games, we've got to remember, we're still on beating at home. We've, yeah. You know, we've won five out of six at home. We've scored the most goals in the league at home. You know, we still scored the most goals in the league in general. So, just mm-hmm. still for me, there is still plenty to be positive about. I mean, uh, uh, for me, I think four points would be acceptable from the next two. Um, well, th- let's say three. You know, it, as a minimum, if you get less than three out of these next two games, I'm, I'll be a bit disappointed, to be honest. But you know, why not? Why not take the game to these on, on on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, if 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 we want to be up there at the end of the season, we've got to we've got to take it to teams like these two.
0: Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. I think one thing's for certain: it's going to be a fun week for as a North End fan. Fun's a loose word, isn't it? (laughs) For all sorts of different reasons. (laughs) Let's
1: um, let's see where we are this time next week because yeah, I think the pitch will be a little bit clearer by then, one way or the other. Yeah, I think it will. Mm. I think it will.
0: Um
2: I've mentioned a few times that we'd just seem to be waiting for the championship table to split up a little bit, especially the top half.
0: Yeah.
2: I think this week could decide what side of that we're on.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think it definitely will, to be honest. Um mm. uh, you know, a couple of defeats and we could see ourselves outside the top ten.
2: Yeah, quite undeservedly as well. Considering the start the general start to the season.
0: Yeah, I, well, I mean, I've said it before in the, in the past on some older pods that a few games, to me, have felt a bit weird this season and that we've come out on the right side of them, but it never felt like we'd got going in them, if if you know what I mean. Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, oh, what was the before that as well? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday was the other one. Yeah. Um, and even... I think even Brentford at home just kind of felt like we never really got in full flow, but still ended up on the right side. So The,
2: Brent, the Brentford one was particularly weird because we were really comfortable. It was just that Brentford had such a bad game yeah. that we looked like we were in full control.
0: And I think if, if you can go some way through the season picking up results like that, Knowing that you can play better, then it bodes well, or at least on paper it should bode well. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, let's just let's just see what these next two games bring, um, and we'll see where we are come come the end of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, cheers, boys. I think we'll we'll call that a podcast. Yeah. Thank nice. you very much, uh, Jimmy. Thanks for filling in for Ollie. No worries. Appreciate it. And cheers to you, Dan. Thanks, Jake. It's been a good no one. problem. Thanks for listening to episode 18 of the From the Finny podcast. We're now available pretty much everywhere that you can stream a podcast. So follow us or subscribe to us on there, whatever it is. Um, make sure you don't miss an episode. And a plug for our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for From the Finny, and you'll find us on there. Just give us a follow. I'm trying to hit 1,000 followers on Twitter before New Year. Christmas yeah Christmas so yeah I think we're at like 920 or something like that now so a follow would be appreciated and yeah thanks again for listening and cheers to you boys thanks Jake cheers mate no one no worries thank you very much